0: Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon.
1: Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, where it's an absolutely amazing 78 degrees right now. And so beautiful, it almost hurts to be outside. Uh, Such a lovely day and such a wonderful place that I get to live. I want to thank in advance our engineer, Aaron, who always keeps us on track and makes the show wonderful no matter what I s- seem to do sometimes. Aaron, thank you for, for all the help you give us. Take a look at the self-improvement blog. Uh, read our guest bio. See her picture there. And I'm going to recommend right up front that you get her book. Um, get it on a Kindle. Get it in a, a hard copy. Doesn't matter. Just get the book. You don't have to have lost your job to get a lot out of it. You know, If you don't like the job you're in or you have something going on in your life that you're not pleased with, you know, get this book. You'll see what I mean. It's estimated that approximately 20,000 people lose their jobs every day in the United States. In her book, our guest states that the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics says 9, 7.9 million people are unemployed, and 2.1 million of these are long term unemployed. On paper, these are just numbers, and they may not mean much to you. You know, that, that's a lot. You might think that's a lot of people who are out of work. And then your mind goes on to think of something else that impacts you more at the moment. But think about that person who was fired or caught in a downsize. If they've not been able to save for hard times, how do they pay their rent? How do they buy food for their family? How do they put gas in the car? Where can they find another job that meets their needs and utilizes their talents? Now, what are they going to do? Imagine, if you will, the panic that sets in When you don't have an answer to those questions, our guest today will speak about all this because she has experienced it firsthand twice. Christina de Oliveira is an author, speaker, certified professional coach, and a consultant. She holds an MBA in Global Entrepreneurship and Business Administration. She's the founder and president of Performance Continuum and the founder and president of David's Gift, The Education Alternative. She's the author of the newly released The Joy of Losing Your Job. Think about that title, The Joy of Losing Your Job, Hope After the Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Which she wrote after losing a corporate down, after after a, a corporate downsizing, after 24 years at that company. And I want you to know that she's in the middle of a bad case of the flu, and she's doing her best to get her voice to work for the next hour. So if she sounds a little raspy and hesitant, just overlook it and focus on what she has to say, because you will truly appreciate those words. And not only that. But today is her birthday. So I want to welcome Christina de Oliveira to the Self-Improvement Show and ask all of you to join me in wishing her a happy birthday. Christina, happy birthday and welcome to the Self-Improvement Show.
2: Wow, well thank you, Irene. Thank you so much to
1: everyone. And
2: uh, thank you for having me.
1: Oh, I am so delighted. I I can't tell you enthusiastically enough how much I loved your book and you know people who have heard this show know I don't effuse all the time over things like that Uh, I may say it's a good book but this time I'm effusing (laughs) the first question is always the dreaded one tell us about yourself who is Christina de Oliveira
2: wow yeah that's a loaded question who is Christina de Oliveira well Let's see. You, I mean, you did a pretty good job of of sharing some some of my background already. Um, I did I did get my my start in corporate America, um, where I enjoyed a progressive career in in human capital management and marketing, learning and leadership development, Um, and that was, um, you know, great for almost three decades until my position was eliminated in 2011. And then I uh, took a brief hiatus of self-discovery that led me to do what I'm basically doing today, which is really helping people to regain control of their lives after experiencing any kinds of setbacks and disappointments and creating the lives that they deserve, that they love. I've become a social entrepreneur. I am an author. I consider myself to be a soul teacher and a philanthropist. Um, So... I actually created um, Simply Christina as an offshoot of Performance Continuum. And Simply Christina is a global transformational personal development company dedicated to helping people overcome difficulties or any adversities, things that are holding them back in their life, and helping them move forward um, in spite of those things. So that's, that's, that's the quest I'm on now.
1: And there's a lot of people who need those services and that kind of help. And I don't know where to turn for it. So let's find out right up front, how do people find you? you know, how, if somebody's hearing you now, and they say, oh, wow, she's exactly what I need, how would they go about it?
2: Well, the easiest way to find me is on my website. It's simply Christina. There is a hyphen between the word simply and Christina, so it's simply-christina.com.
1: Good good to know. And I don't think I have that on the self-improvement blog, and I will yeah. go back and, and put it on there. Y- your Thank company, you. though, that I, that I know about is yeah. Performance Continuum. Right. Uh, how does that differ from Simply Christina well, or so Simply Christina performance part of it?
2: Continuum. Yeah, so Performance Continuum was a management consulting um, company that I formed about a year after I lost my corporate position. So I'd been employed 24 years. I had this job. And I um, started my job search. I took a little hiatus, like I said. But then I I, I started a job search, um, and shortly into it, I was um, not getting a lot of, you know, not... Not, not getting very lucky with, with callbacks and, and things. And I decided to take matters into my own hands. I decided that, you know what, I knew that I had too, many, too, much, too, too much experience and too much uh, talent and um, too many skills um, uh, that, that um, I, I knew that I had more to offer. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to let the current job market situation hold me back, so I decided to take things into my my own hands, and I decided to create my own business. I had a few friends who had management consulting firms, and they were doing well, so I um, asked them, um, you know, I used them as my mentors, I uh, spent a lot of time with them, asked a lot of questions, learned as much as I possibly could from them, And, and that led to Performance Continuum. And so that, that helped me to start um, a pass-down uh, consulting uh, in the areas that I was really passionate about, which were the uh, human capital management, marketing, learning, and leadership development. I was able to do that for a little while until I was offered another corporate job. That um, um, So that, that worked out, and then I had that for about three years, and then that position was eliminated fortunately, I had never dissolved performance continuum. So as soon as i, I that position was eliminated, I just fell back into uh, the consulting, which uh, worked out very well for me. Um, so that's uh, that's that's where performance continuum came in.
1: And you just did something that is so perfect for my audience. What? You talked about your gifts and your strengths and your skills and said, I know I could do I knew I could do more. And one of the things that I keep telling people is that you really have to acknowledge your own abilities, your own brilliance. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to say, hey, I'm really good at this. <laughs> it's it's okay. And you're a perfect example of how to do that. You, know, you, yeah. also, you also founded David's Gift Scholarship Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that. And, and I know that was a hard part of your life, and this is a, an offshoot of how to honor your brother. But you know, right. tell us a little bit about that.
2: Right. So then, um, so absolutely. So then I lost my brother. Oh, actually, you know what? I lost my brother just three months to the day. <clears throat> Uh, before I, I lost my job. So I lost my job February 1st. I, so I lost my brother on February 1st of 2011. I lost my job on May 1st of 2011. So it, it kind of all happened very quickly, you know, over a short, very short period of time. And I knew that I needed to do something to honor my brother's memory, and for a long time I didn't really know what that was. But then it came to me... Um, and I realized um, my brother's legacy was always to. Um, he was a he was an educator. He was a teacher at a inner city high school uh, school here in uh, Newark, New Jersey. And he helped a lot of uh, young people uh, from very very um, disadvantaged backgrounds and circumstances. He helped them get off to college and continue their educations beyond high school. And one of the things that I I realized is. You know, they, they all came to his wake and pay their condolences and they all shared stories and they said, you know, I wouldn't be where I am, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, I wouldn't have what I have had it not been for him and his belief in me and helping me believe in myself. And I knew at that moment that that's That was the legacy I needed to continue. Um, So I created David's Gift Scholarship Foundation, um, which just continues the legacy of providing scholarship money to um, children from this particular school at Eastside High School in Newark. Um, So that's what we do. does help these deserving kids get off you know get a strong start
1: absolutely so if people yeah. buy your book not only are they yeah. helping themselves but they're That's helping right. kids who need some help getting an education and I don't know how you can do better than that and on yeah. that note we're going to go to break we'll be back with more with Christina de Oliveira in just a moment so stay tuned mm-hmm.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking
4: for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment.
0: Most of us have experienced the loss of a loved one, be it a friend or family member. There are all kinds of questions and emotional pain that we go through, but you can move on. Listen for From Morning to Morning with Rabbi Mel Glazer. It doesn't matter what faith you are, or if you even have no faith, you are sure to find meaning in Rabbi Mel's words and personal experience, as well as that of his guests. From Morning to Morning airs live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment.
1: Welcome back to the Self Improvement Show. Today we're talking to Christina de Oliveira, who has written an amazing book called The Joy of Losing Your Job. Imagine that. The Joy of Losing Your Job Hope Beyond Blood, Sweat, and Tears. At the end of the preface of your book, Christina, you say, you have this saying repeat after me. My current situation is not my final destination. How hard is it for people who've lost their job to realize that, that their current situation is not their destination? Oh,
2: wow. Well, it's really tough. Well, it's, 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 listen, it's, it's really tough, especially in the beginning, because let's face it, losing your job really, truly is, it has been compared to, you know, the loss of a loved one, you know, it's grief, it's a loss, it's a major, major loss, right? So you're grieving that loss and you need to go through that grief. And when you're going through that grief, it's really hard to think that like you're ever going to get out of that place. You know, um, it does take some time um, to overcome that. Um, But you know what you have to remember is and this is, you know, what I kept saying to myself, I said, you know, you know, I've worked too darn hard. I've put in too many long years, hard work. I've studied, I've I've done the work, you know. I said, there is no way that I'm going to allow my story to end this way. And, you know, I just, I felt strongly about that. And I feel strongly about that about everybody, you know. Every single person on the planet was put here for a specific reason, specific person. We have gifts and talents that are all unique and distinct from one one another. You know, no two people are alike. And so, you know what, you have to remember that you have, and everyone has special gifts and special, you know, just gifts to offer. Um, And you have to just dig deep. What are those gifts? And then focus on that. And remember that, you know what, you have come way too far, much too far for your story to end here. It's not. This is not the end. This is, in fact, just the beginning. And it's entirely up to you where you take it.
1: Absolutely. I would think, too, that in addition to grieving, many people are asking that a question that I absolutely hate, which is, what's the matter with me? Why didn't oh, they yeah. like me enough to keep me? Was you know right. go through that right. whole self esteem, self bashing kind right. of exercise that comes. Right. Right. But then right. then you come back and you start asking a few questions, and one of the questions you you ask mm-hmm. is what makes you happy. How important right. is that question when they start out again?
2: Oh, so important. That that question was everything to me. That that question opened up everything for me because when that question was asked of me, I was stumped for about 3 days. <laughs> I did not know. I could not I didn't I thought I I thought I knew what I was what it what it was I was supposed to feel, you know, what it was supposed to mean to be happy. Um but the truth is, you know, um, it really caused me to to think deep like, why like what does make me happy? like what are what what were the times in my career or in my life when I felt really, truly happy or fulfilled? For me, I knew that it was doing philanthropy or giving back or doing you know missionary work. You know, I knew that it was helping people. You know, I knew that it was a passion for helping people grow and develop. You know, and being better versions of themselves. I that's but but that's when all that discovery came into place. Up until then, I thought I was a project manager. That's what I did exactly. Always, right? I that's think
1: that's I a really doing. hard question to answer too. It is. I, I mean, like the, the You can't a just here. give that an off the top of your head response. That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, well, you know, this is what I do. This is what I've done. So I'm happy doing it. And yeah, it's what, you know, but you know what? No, it's deeper than that. It's deeper. No, 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 no. When were you happy? I mean, really, truly, you know, jump out of bed, excited to go to work, excited to go do whatever you were going to go do, you know, and when you really think deeply about those things, you start to reflect and you say, well, wait a second. You know, well, it wasn't doing project management, that's for sure. So what was it? You know, and it just it opens up a whole new world um, of possibilities.
1: Have you found working with clients that you find people who realize that maybe they've never been happy? What do yeah. they do with that, you know?
2: Yeah, well, you know what? They realize... You know, well that's the thing. You know, we're, we're 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 working so hard. You know, we're going through and going at such a pace every single day. We're not even really paying attention to our feelings or our emotions, or we're not even asking ourselves, "Oh, am I happy?" You're just doing what you got to do to survive, right? You're you're going to work. You're getting your paycheck. You're taking care of your family. You're, you know, being responsible and doing what you're supposed to do. Um you know, or sometimes people mistake their happiness for things. You know, well, oh, you know, as long as I have this great car, I'm happy. As long as I have the big, beautiful house, mm-hmm. I'm happy. You know, you know, maybe they're mistaking true happiness for materialistic things as well, right? So, you know, it really all depends. It just it just changes your entire outlook on what it really truly means to be happy, right? And it just causes you to just question everything. Everything starts to look differently.
1: And you have people really looking it deep inside, and, and I love oh, this. Oh, yes. You stayed in the oh, book. Yeah. As long as I made, make decisions that are aligned with my core values, That's beliefs, right. hopes, dreams, and aspirations, my mm-hmm. life will be purposeful and meaningful. You know, how right. did you go about discovering those values, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and as a coach, I, I don't mean to ask you a bad question, but as a coach, how do you help your clients discover these? Because I'm willing to bet most of them have not done this. How did no, you I find mean, yours? How I, do you help others? Well, you know what it
2: takes. It takes a lot. Of, it takes a lot of inside work, right? You know, oh, so there's, man. you know, there's a lot of inside work that needs to be done, and there's there's a series, you know, of exercises and questions. I think one of the the first things that I advise people to do is to consider a mindfulness practice. I really feel, for me, becoming more mindful and in and, in and spending some quiet time um, just with myself and with my own thoughts, and and not focusing on really anything, and just letting you know, just just being with the universe, you know, just just being with myself um, was very, very helpful, right? So I I do um, encourage um, people to um, consider some sort of a mindfulness practice, whatever works for them, whether it's meditation or maybe it's just going for walks in nature, um, going to the beach, you know, walking through, you know, go for a hike, you know, whatever it is. But anything that takes you out Um, of your um, day-to-day and helps you to be centered in your, um, you know, just get centered. And I think that's really, really important. So I think that's one of the first things. And then there's a whole slew of questions, um, um, deep, deep questions, discovery questions that I would ask and I have them complete. I have to fill out, you know, what makes you smile? You know, what are the activities, the people, the events, the hobbies? What makes you smile, right? What are your favorite things to do um, in the past? What were? What are they now? Um, what What activities make you lose track of time? Like, what, what do you find yourself like that when you're doing, you don't even, you lose completely all sense of time, you know? Um, what makes you feel great about yourself? Um, who inspires you? You know, so look around. You know, what kind of people are you gravitating towards? You know, what are their qualities? What what qualities do they have that, that inspire you? So these are all like oh, there's a slew of questions we can go through, you know, to really help them during that discovery process. Um, so and it is a process, and it does take some time. Um, I'm still learning about myself every single day. You know, I, I, I feel, absolutely. Right? Like, aren't we all? You know, when um, I
1: finally learned to ask myself the question, why did I say that? Or why did I react that way? Yeah. You know, so-and-so didn't yeah. do anything to me. Why did I, you know, react, why? overreact? When, when you take time to examine those things, you, you really begin to learn who you are. It's and true. It, absolutely. It, if you don't, I guess it goes back to if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you got. Exactly. Because you're exactly. not changing anything. The other thing that I was really delighted to see you talk about is the importance of attitude and outlook. You know, mm-hmm. you have to help a lot of people, I would think, adjusting their attitude and outlook. And I'd like to talk about that when we come. Let's take a break now so we can spend some time talking about the importance of attitude and outlook because that's critical. Uh, this This is Irene Conlon with Christina de Oliveira saying stay tuned. We're going to talk about attitude and outlook when we come back.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
4: Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment.
1: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Christina de Oliveira, who has written a wonderful book called The Joy of Losing Your Job. And we're talking about how you deal with your life after you've lost that job you've been in for a long time. We briefly talked about core values, beliefs, hopes, dreams, aspirations, how important it is to know what those are. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of attitude and outlook What do you have to do, Christina, for people who come to you for help and some attitude adjustment?
2: Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Listen, uh, I give them a gift. I I created this acronym around the word gift, um, and I I share with them um, these lessons. Um, So the first one is gratitude. The G is for gratitude. Um, Keep in mind that um, that all that's good in your life, even if you have to dig deep, to see it. You know, like just always keep in mind everything that you that you have and and stop focusing on everything that you might have lost, right? So being grateful for what we do have creates positive feelings that motivates us to persevere and move forward in times of trouble. Right? So I I encourage people to constantly be gratitude. I give them a little exercise. I encourage people to Consider keeping a gratitude journal. Um, What I like to do personally is I have a gratitude journal, and I jot down every single night before I go to bed. I jot down ten things that I'm grateful for for that day. You know, and sometimes it's like the littlest things. You know, like you know what got a great parking spot at the local, you know, grocery store, or, you know, I parked somewhere and I had, there was money in the meter already. And, you know, it's silly things that we sometimes take for granted, but it's amazing um, how your spirits are really kind of lifted and what happens is it starts to send like these feel-good chemicals into your brain. The serotonin, the, the, the uh, dopamine, it just starts coming into your brain. You start to actually feel good and, you know, even while you're writing, jotting down your gratitude, the things that you're grateful for, you find yourself like smiling, you know, so the little thing. So, it really makes a difference. So, that's Gratitude, introspection, look inward before you look outward. So recognize that this is an opportunity for self-discovery and that the possibilities for, for your future are endless. You hold the pen and paper. The ending of this story belongs to you. You choose what it will be and you decide, right? Right. So this is a great opportunity. This is not the end. This is the beginning of a whole new chapter. And you get to decide which way it's gonna go. So I um, talk about introspection. I talk about friendships, surrounding ourselves only with people who are gonna lift us higher. And and here's 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 something that I experienced when I went through my job loss. I mean it was so easy for me to, you know, tell somebody, oh, you know, lost my job. Oh, my goodness, that's just terrible. I know so many people, they haven't gotten a job in Two years, three years, six months, and oh my goodness, what are you going to do? You know, so discouraging. And you know what? I refuse to receive those messages. So, you know, undoubtedly, we're always going to run into people who will be negative and discouraging. Don't let their negative stories take root inside of you. Um, Focus instead upon nurturing that you receive from people who really support your goals and dreams um, as you make your transitions. So that's my friend's um, um, uh, feedback. And then the thoughts, probably most important of all is our thoughts. I think our thoughts are our magical superpowers. Oh Henry Ford once said, "You know, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're probably right. Your thoughts directly influence how you feel and how you behave. So if you think that you're a failure, you'll feel like a failure, then you'll act like a failure, which just reinforce reinforces the fact that you won't you must be a failure." So I tell people to challenge those self-limiting beliefs, change them, and you'll change your reality. So that, that's my gift from the book to all my clients and anybody who reads the book.
1: <laughs> that's fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. Most of the people you talk about in your book have some s- specific skills, have an education. What about the people that have not been you know, in a, a more powerful position, What do uh-huh. you, you know, how do you help them? Well, you know, you know you what? Tr-
2: it's the same kind of thing. First of all, it's still the self-discovery process, right? Yep. It's still the self-discovery. Exactly. Finding, out, okay, where do you want to go? Where do you want to do? And then there are resources. There are resources. There are government resources. There's the library. There's online resources. You know, Everything is on the Internet these days. You know, you can take a course. You can take a do stuff on the side, you know, and in the meantime, you know, you can still support yourself. I mean, listen, you know, you may not, here's where humility comes in, right? Maybe you're not going to get the same kind of job at the same pay scale that you were getting previously, but for a short period of time, there are things that you can do. Um, I know people, I know an attorney who drove for uh, for a period of time. And you know what happened? Yeah. So so check this out. This is a great Uber story, right? So he was a corporate attorney, lost his job. He says, oh, you know, he was like looking for a job, wasn't really finding anything. He says, "Ah, but I just, I feel like I need to do something. I need to get out of the house. I need to do something. So he started driving for Uber starts driving for Uber. He meets this guy, picks up this guy one day who happens to be this big executive at this big corporation. They start talking, oh, what do you do? What do you, you know, long story short, this, the the, the Uber driver, who's the the attorney, is now working for this guy's company as their, in their general counsel area. He's their attorney, you know? Mm -hmm. Wonderful story. You just don't you just don't know you don't know you don't know what could happen oh i have another great story um, another friend of mine well one of the, one of the people in the in the book um who um again in between jobs in between jobs decided you know what i'm going to get a, a, a job at the local it's uh, like a tj Maxx. i don't know if there's a yeah, no tj yeah. max by you yeah um, we didn't have he, it. Yeah. Okay. So T.J. Maxx. She starts going. Oh, just just to be an associate there, you know. But she had such a great outgoing personality, and she was so great with all the the pairing of clothing and accessories. Her, with the management of that store was so impressed with her that. Long story short. They recommended her to the corporate office, so I've got this girl working in my store, and she's so great. Anyway, she's now one of the top buyers for TJ Maxx. Never went back to the corporate thing she was doing, which was like an accounting or bookkeeping or something. (laughs)
1: Wonderful. She's now
2: a top buyer for TJ Maxx. You know, doing like which is like a dream come true for her, because she gets to play with clothes and accessories all day, which is what she loves. You, you don't know what could happen. I mean, honestly, it's really life happening for you and not to you. And you just have to trust the process. You and really that's what I
1: love about your book. You have Every chapter has a story of yes. somebody who lost their job and how they turned things around and now are in something that they absolutely love to do. Yeah, and every yeah. story makes its own point, and they're all good. I I honestly couldn't put the book down. I had to find out what everybody was was let go from and where they ended up after they did what I call their due diligence and got the job they love. Um, just it, they're they're all wonderful. You know, you your first story, John Murphy said it, it was as if he'd been let out of a cage and allowed to run as fast yeah. as he wanted to. But he had to get through all the yeah, buts. So, you know, exactly. what do you tell your clients on how to get past the yeah, buts and exactly. and, and get to the feeling of freedom? Because exactly. almost everybody in there said, I felt so free when I got yeah. out of there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And and you know what? And it wasn't
2: without the challenges. So, for example, John Murphy, listen, he, he was relatively a, a young guy, still a, Time and he had a young wife with a young child at home and another on the way, so it wasn't without its challenges, right? Like he was facing, right. oh, oh my God, how am I going to support my my young family, my growing family, right? So it's it wasn't without its challenges, but he found a way. He made it work, right? He got first of all he got a mentor. That was his big thing, right? He got a mentor, right? So look for people that you respect and admire, and who are perhaps doing something that you would love to be doing, or you you kind of like envy, like oh man, that's really cool what they do, you know connect with that person, if you can, you know, and, and and invite them to be your mentor, you know, spend time with you and, and, and maybe teach you everything that they know. And, you know, and, and believe me, you say, oh, you know, that person's too busy. They're not going to have time to mentor me. Believe me, people love that. That's a, that is like the ultimate compliment right? Somebody asks you, you know, to be their mentor, that means that they look up to you and they respect you and admire you for what you do. That is the ultimate compliment. Believe me, you are doing them a service by asking them to be your mentor. And you know what, if they're really, truly that busy and they don't have time, you know, they can always you know work that out with you and and let you know but most of the time I don't know anybody would ever turn that
1: down you know I don't uh, either I honestly right. don't either it's like so one it's of the so other so things John wrong. talked about was getting out of his own way you know how do you help your clients yes. get out of their own way yes. I, that's so so big it's so important We're going to go to break now when we come back we'll have more with Christina de Oliveira so stay tuned Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're talking today with Christina de Oliveira, who's written a wonderful book uh, called The Joy of Losing Your Job. Uh, I know many of you don't think that's joyful, but it can turn out to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And her book has story after story by people who's who lost their job and are now doing something that gives their life just... <laughs> Joy, just pure joy. In one of the stories, I think it's Neil's story, Christina. He ended with a quote by Spencer Johnson that says, "The most common reason you stay in a valley too long is fear masquerading as comfort." Do you think people who really are in jobs they hate um, are doing it because they're afraid of, of what will happen if they if they leave? Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, because, and I can tell you that from personal experience, because I I, I sometimes joke, some people say, well, you know, what would have happened if I had not lost my job? If my job had not been eliminated at Prudential, I said, well, I'd probably still be there, miserable and unhappy and unfulfilled. I really would, you know, because I had known, I think, for a very long time that I was not serving um my full purpose and potential here on earth you know um in as long as i was in that position however my fear kept me in that role for and it would have kept me there forever i was too afraid to do anything about it um so i know that you know we're you know we're we are creatures of habit you know and it's comfortable right are we we're creatures of habit and it's comfortable we you know, it's comfortable to to know um, what we're going to do every day. That we have a place to go to. You've got that steady paycheck, and then you know, if you're you know fortunate enough to work for a big corporation, whatever, you've got the golden handcuffs. You got a nice paycheck. You got your amenities, or you've got your you know benefits and things like that. You know, that's all stuff that that's scary to to part with, right? So
1: it is. It would be, and every day you easier. hate to get up and go there,
2: and you hate it. And you absolutely yeah. hate it, and you hate it, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, and and Sunday night, and, and and it's your your stomach, and you start getting queasy, and oh, God, I really don't want to go to work. And how sad is that? How sad is that to go through life that way, you know, that feeling? Um, it's, it's just, and that's the other thing that, you know, losing my brother taught me. You know, life's much too short. Life was much too short, you know, to live yes. that way, you know. So um, I think it's very important to find uh, meaningful purpose in, in the work that you do. And when you do what you love, everything else will fall into place.
1: You know, one of the things that you talk about um, is sometimes it's important to fake it till you make it. How important is that? You know, you well, I don't feel like you're on your feet yet. How do you fake that? Mm, Yeah, it's, 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 again, it's not easy, but I think it is
2: important. And, you know, again, you know, your, your mind, um, it's a funny thing. It doesn't even know when you're faking it. It thinks you're, you're, so for example, if, if you smile and you don't really feel like smiling, but you start smiling, you're, you're, brain thinks you're happy just because you're smiling. Right. Um, that's just how it, it responds. It's it's how it processes information. So, so it's funny. Um, you know, it's really important, um, to put, um, um, you know, just, just to, to have that positive attitude and to, um, Just to have a positive attitude. I think it's optimism and having a positive attitude and outlook. And I think that that is important. And even if you don't always feel it, um, I think it's important um, to put, uh, you know, to fake it. Fake it till you make it, right? Um, I think it really is very, very important. Because you know what? Nobody wants to be around um, someone Uh, or people who are, you know, always down or never smiling or, you know, always, you know, negative um, and in that victim um, mode. Nobody wants people people like that, right? So, yeah, you're going to gravitate towards people who are going to, you know, draw you in with their smile, with their positive attitude, with their, you know, outlook. It's like, you know what? Yeah, this is an unfortunate situation, but it's going to be okay.
4: You know, it's going
2: to be okay. And you know what? That's what people are gravitated towards, you know, that's, you know, and that's also what I think is going to get you, you know, an, an you know, your future job, right? Like I think, you know, energy attracts like energy. So if you put the right energy out there, um, you're going to attract the
1: right energy towards you. Absolutely. It, it, science has now shown absolutely that, you know, even just smiling, just a smile changes mm-hmm. your physiology. You know, it, it changes change. the chemicals you're your, Creating, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things I tell people to do, and I do it myself. I, yeah. I go to the grocery store and I try to smile at everybody that will look at me. If they look yeah. at me, they're going to get a smile, and yeah. I tr- and and they'll smile back. Almost everyone, and
4: Absolutely. then I try to find
1: at least one person that I can say something like, "Wow, that's a great blouse. I like that color," right? Or right. you know, great tie or right. yeah you know, something very positive especially if they look quite pensive you know there's right. something you can compliment and it's amazing what it does to them but it's more amazing about what it does to you absolutely it makes such a such a difference i'll never forget
2: I was in a Home Depot recently with my son, and it was late at night. It was late. We ran in there for, like, one thing really quick and walked up this aisle. And there was an older man, you know, like a little Italian guy uh, who worked there. And I must have flashed him a big smile. And I didn't even realize it because I smile all the time. That's just – I think I was born with a smile on my face. And and I just smiled. And he came up to me. He says – Excuse me. And he had this cute little Italian. Uh, he goes, I just want you to know, you just made my day. That's He goes, I've been working 10 hours today. I'm about to get off my shift. And he goes, and not one person has smiled at me all day except for you. Like he said something along oh. those lines. And I was like, you know what, that touched my heart because I didn't even think about it. Like, I just smiled at him, but I I didn't even just be friendly, but I didn't even give it a second thought. And he was like, you don't know. You know, I I worked here 10 hours today, and he says, and I'm so tired, but he says, that was, smile just made my day. But it was the sweetest thing. And I said, you know, it just goes to show you how something so Small And so insignificant does it cost any money? You know, it means can mean so much to someone, you know. Um, so why aren't we doing more of that? Right. All
1: the time. Everybody. And if you do more of that, you're going to meet somebody who's got the perfect job for you because they're going to exactly. you know, she's she's open and smiling. I can say hello. What do you do? And maybe exactly. the response is right now, I'm I'm unemployed. Well, what would you love to do? Right, right you might. Exactly. I mean, that can happen. It happened I, I, almost that easy to some of the people that you had. Tell their story. How did you find the people that told you the stories that well, wrote the stories in your yeah. book?
2: Believe it or not, I knew I knew conceptually how, what I wanted the, the book to be about and how I wanted to be structured. So I, I literally just put some social media blast out there on LinkedIn and Facebook and I said, Yeah, hey listen, you know, if if you ever lost a job and really hit rock bottom but you made it through and you have an inspiring story to share, you know, please reach out to me. You wouldn't believe the number of stories I got. I mean I got like sixty submissions. I wow. only you know put what, like Fifteen, sixteen in the book, but I, I mean, I got a lot of stories—really, um, truly inspirational stories. Um, but that's how I did it, and that's how I got stories from all over the country. And actually, one of the uh, stories is from the UK. Um, so I was very pleased with that. Um,
1: oh, it's it's wonderful. And and if if you didn't buy the book for anything except the the material at the end, it's still mm-hmm. money extremely well spent. Because Mm -hmm. you've put career transition coaching questions back there. People can go through this and answer these questions for themselves. That's what I am hoping for. And, you know, some of the questions are so powerful. And you have the benefits of daily affirmations. And you have affirmations that people can use while they're looking for a job and doing their own attitude adjustment. And then you have your resources. I mean, this is a really powerful part of your book. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, as I say, I'm going to say it again, everybody, if you haven't already take, gone to Amazon and ordered the book or wherever you go to get books, um, you might want to do that. Because this book will apply, even if you haven't lost a job, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in a job you don't like or your life situation is something that you're really not pleased with. Christina gives you ideas and tools to work with that will help you get through it. Huh, n- enough of my soapbox now. <laughs> we're, we're right up to the end of the show. Uh, and so I'm going to ask you, what's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Um, you know, I guess
2: the, 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 my final thought is is actually a quote um, from C.S. Lewis, and it's, Hardships often prepare Ordinary people for extraordinary destiny, and I just want people to know that. First of all, you know if you're if you've ever if you ever lost a job or you're in that place right now, just know it, first of all that you're not alone, you know, um, and that others have been where you are, and um, and and you're going to get through it. You're going to get through this. Um, I just uh, want people to know um, that, that this is not the end. This is their new beginning. Um, and uh, the possibilities really truly are, are endless. Um, and I just really want to wish everyone
1: light and love and uh, the best um, always. Christina, thank you so much. You've been an absolute joy. I appreciate that you, you know, got out of bed with your flu yeah. to be with <laughs> us today. I really appreciate it. And I, oh. I want to wish you again a happy birthday um and hopefully we'll stay in touch and, and and maybe do this again when you have your next book out. Yeah,
2: sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Irene. This has been a blast. It really has been fun.
1: It. This All is right. Irene. Yeah, this is Irene Conlan with my guest today, Christina de Oliveira, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Get the book and come back again next week for more of the self-improvement show.
0: Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.